0: welcome to the podcast everybody good to have you here part one of four actually of what will come to be known billy has decided as magic may i've decided i think you were the one who suggested magic may no no that was you really yep i'm really clever aren't i it's good, it's good. It's our it's our follow up to Furious Temba, which I also named coincidentally. I, I see what you did there with the title. <laughs> what are we doing this month, though? This month we are exploring the world of Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, we are. Well, I'll be exploring it. You already know it. Have you seen any of the films? I've actually I've seen two of them. I don't think the first two. <laughs> just just random. And my memories are basically zero. Okay, and you haven't read any of the books. None. Because I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a Potterhead. I do know that about you. Yeah, I've I can tell by looking around this room and (laughs) seeing a bunch of Harry Potter shit. The films are the one part of the Potterverse that I'm less familiar with. I have seen all of them, but I think I've only seen each of them once. So this is going to be fun to just sit down and smash all of them out. We can hope. All right, we're not going to introduce each movie, obviously, so let's just do a, a pretty a bit they're, of a- They're pretty well known. They're pretty well just known. Just quietly. Obviously, there are eight films based on the seven books by J.K. Rowling. They star Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, Robbie Coltrane, Tom Felton, Alan Rickman, Dame Maggie Smith, and Richard Harris- Until he died. Until he died, to be replaced by Michael Gambon. As we did with Furious Timber, mate, we might be getting a little bit tipsy towards the end of this- <laughs> That's right. Yes. I was like, all right, if I'm going to watch a bunch of kids' films, <laughs> I'm going to drink. So uh, we've reached out to some of our good friends in the podcast realm, got them to send us through some drinking game rules. Um, do you want to check out our first one before we get into into episode one? I'd love to. This one comes to us from our very good friend Julio from The Contrarians. Hello, Billy and Topher. Julio from The Contrarians here, once again, to help you get wasted during one of your silly marathons. I'm going to say... Drink whenever someone calls Harry Potter by his full name. Got it. Cool. Have fun. I mean, you don't you don't know much about this universe, but I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of Harry Potter by his full name. Yeah, I do. I, like, I don't feel like I've ever heard him referred to as just Harry. That would be weird, wouldn't it? All right, should we kick into this? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's do it. All righty, we're back. One down. <laughs> Just watched a movie. We did it. We watched a thing, <laughs> like it says on the label. That's right. <laughs> watched a movie not directed by Steven Spielberg, although they tried pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's going for Mad ET vibes. And he was isn't like, it? like they really did try to get Spielberg. And he was like, really? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, this is just too easy. This is a license <laughs> to print money. Oh, and. It is. I mean, you can you can feel it watching it that they just they just knew that they were going to get money thrown at them, so they didn't really try that hard. But even though they couldn't get Spielberg, they still got the the goat of film composers. They sure did, and I mean, the score for this is it is at, at the top of all time film scores. It's not at the top, no. It's very good. No, well, I did. I didn't mean the literal top. Well, then I why did you say it's at the top? I meant it's at the t- as in like in the top ten. <laughs> Fuck, you take everything too literally. <laughs> it's it's up there. This this film score, every single beat of this score is perfect. It's fantastic. It really is. And, like, the way that you kind of, like, the main theme gets kind of, you know, it can be twisted and used in a dark way. Yeah. But like, it's, yeah, it's, the score is legitimately great. So, like, f- first film of the series, Potter and the other Potter kids are, like, they're, they're very much kids. They're kids. And, yeah, and they're like, eleven. And this is this is a kids film. This first one, for sure. I could tell because you were sucking on a dummy. <laughs> I, don't, I knew you made a note about that. What was that about? Look, no, you're taking it out of context. You, <laughs> you, made, you put facts in the story. <laughs> Look, no, oh for God's sake! I knew you'd bring this up. This is going to get cut, isn't it? No. Oh. Look, okay. explain yourself. I, I like I like to play with things. I'm a fidgeter, all right? I'll usually have like a paperclip or a spring or just some kind of like a bobby pin. And usually it'll make it into my mouth at some point. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what I happened to have at hand was my daughter's dummy. And I was, I'd, I'd like the record to show I wasn't sucking on it like a baby. I was just playing with it, including a little bit of mouth play. And I know that none of this is making this any better, but- If anyone doesn't know what a dummy is, it's all—it's a pacifier. It's a pacifier. <laughs> it's a pacifier. <laughs> and it was weird. <laughs> I didn't think you'd notice. Um, but yeah, this one definitely is a kid's movie. Do you know enough about the series to to know that that kind of shifts? Yes. One thing that is fun is that I'm pretty sure my dad's a wizard. Because, because why? Because my dad has a Harry Potter scar like basically where his scar is <laughs> was he touched by evil N- no he he had skin cancer dug out well, that's pretty evil but it left him with a harry potter scar really well that's what he says that's his cover story <laughs> <laughs> so where's your letter to go to hogwarts i'm a muggle mate <laughs> That's right. I know they, that reference. They were going to send it to you at age 11, but then they saw the bowl cut and were like, no, not this kid. Oh, <laughs> done it. Like, Harry's got a mop and they let him in. <laughs> I tell you what, it's a good thing Daniel Radcliffe looks like the kid on the cover. Oh, that's why he got Because kid can't act. Look, but I must say, I think this is a prime example of proving that acting is actually a skill that can be learned. You know, like a lot of people- be- Like, yes, there are natural actors- But the fact that these kids- Like, you look at Emma Watson. She's, like, just peak theatre kid. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Like, she's so dramatic. It's actually kind of joyful. (laughs) And Daniel Radcliffe is- Oh, terrible. But he's gotten so much better since- Yeah, Daniel- Like, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe can act. But in this, oh, my God. Yeah, this movie is living, breathing proof that that is actually a skill that you can work at and learn. Because, yeah, in this, it's like if you got dragged along to the- school production that your cousin was in or something. Oh, this is worse than that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But it's funny, though, given, like, the caliber of some of the actors they've got in this thing, like, Dame Maggie Smith, I mean, Alan Rickman, Hans Gruber himself. Why did you do Kermit the Frog? (laughs) Hi-ho, Snape here. (laughs) Yay! Um, Yeah, okay, I can't do Alan Rickman. We've established that. (laughs) Um, but and- like, even they're pretty bad in this. Oh, Snape was like, if Snape's meant to come off as a creeper, then he did that beautifully. I loved Maggie Smith in it. As hilarious as it is to say, <laughs> this is like young Maggie Smith. <laughs> <laughs> This is her in the prime of life. Yeah, she's only a grandmother, not like a great-great-grandmother. I mean, I've just finished watching the entire run of Downton Abbey, and she's a queen in that, but, yeah, she's like a thousand years old. Actually a thousand. Yeah, literally. Um, Did you kind of identify most with Harry's cousin? Well, because he, cause he munches into the cake. Because he steals his cake and yeah. just mungs into it. I, I mean, I, again, I saw you whip out your phone at that scene and start making a note. I'm like, he's going to rip on me. <laughs> I mean, is, this, is that what this whole thing is going to be? Is that what this is going to turn into? If you're referring to our podcast in general, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that was a pretty great scene, especially because then when Hagrid, like, sees him eating the cake- he must just be like full, like hands into that thing. He's like leaning down over it. Like, is he actually like face in the cake, scarface style, like scarface into a thing of coke? <laughs> like that—that's how it must be. He must literally just have his face deep in that cake. Yeah, he earned his pig's tail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta say, I—I I mean, going into it, I was surprised to see that this is the longest of all eight films. And you would think that usually that might kind of build up, but the last film is by far the shortest. But I must say, given the length of this film, the pacing was good, I felt. Like, it doesn't really drag. We're less than 10 minutes in when he gets his letter to Hogwarts. We're pretty much straight into the meat of the story. And I, I think the pacing holds throughout the whole thing. I think it could be cut some. No, I like, mean, what, like, like the Quidditch scene? Jeez, like, that's a dumb game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, okay, Quidditch is great only because Australia are, like, the current world champions. Of the actual Quidditch that's played, I presume you don't fly in it, but and I, I mean I've never watched it because why would anyone? But like people do play actual Quidditch, and we're currently the winners at it, yeah. So yay, but that is a dumb sport. Like you could be, you could just flog someone for the entire duration of the game, completely dominate them, and then there's one thing that makes you lose. Yeah, I'm not down with Quidditch. <laughs> I call bullshit on that sport. Well, no, I mean not necessarily. You lose if you're up, if you're up by more than one 150- fifty. That seems unlikely, though, doesn't it? How long does a game of Quidditch go for? Could it reasonably be expected that you could score 150? I mean, I think it goes until somebody catches the snitch, doesn't it? So the longer it takes them to catch the snitch, the more time you have to just keep racking up goals. Right. So it could just be like those original games of football where, like, there were trees three miles apart and it's, like, first to get the ball to the tree wins and, like, three days later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what's fun. A mate of mine had a Nimbus. Like like, like a broomstick? Not Not a broomstick. A car. Oh, right. Something that actually gets you around. Wait, there's a car called a Nimbus? There was. Is the broomstick named after the car? I or suspect was the car it is because broomstick? it was a noble car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that thing had character. Yeah. I loved my mate's Nimbus. By character, you mean it was constantly on the verge of death? Yes, very <laughs> much so. I can't believe it lasted as long as it did. <laughs> so one thing we learn fairly early on when, he's, when they're on their way to Hogwarts, uh, poor people have bad financial management. Harry has somehow come across, like, he's got, like, a wad of gold coins. Yeah. He's had these in his possession for, what, half a day or something? Yeah, yeah, he gets them from Warwick Davis. Yeah, and he blows them all, first opportunity, (laughs) on a bunch of chocolates. Yeah, was that money supposed to last him the year? (laughs) I think it was, but because he hasn't had the proper schooling, he's just like... All in. Well, he's lived in a cupboard. If you've lived in a cupboard for 11 years and then all of a sudden you get handed some gold coins. Bloody Are you not going to buy some happiness? Doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> what, what would you do with it? Are you going to invest it? No, when I was a kid, I saved up all my money for Star Wars models. <laughs> I had some sweet ones. How is that any different to chocolate? At least chocolate you can eat. Yeah, but I had to save up for months. <laughs> not just like, I've got some money, two seconds later. Bang, Harry sucks at financial planning <laughs> and he should be ashamed of himself. I got a question and this is like a serious question. Yep. What happened to the days of like all flashbacks in film being really low frame rate slow-mo? I miss those days. You do? Do you remember when, when that was how you knew something was a, was a flashback? It was like real jumpy slow-mo. It really dates this movie just that one scene alone that and the CGI <laughs> yeah it does look like a PS2 game <laughs> yeah um yeah the the CGI like it's funny you know I feel like it looked okay at the time but it yeah it doesn't really hold up great a lot of the green screen stuff and so, I think what stands out is so much of it feels like unnecessary green screen so it's it's really noticeable like there's a lot of scenes of just people standing talking that are so clearly on a green screen and because the sets are actually are so good yeah that when that's not the case it's like oh that's the thing and you can forgive it for action scenes like like the quidditch scene everyone knows that that's going to be 90% cgi yeah it's the scenes where people are just kind of standing around and the the green screen work is really bad or in particular, Voldemort's face is real crummy. Like literally. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not good. Hogwarts is cool though. As in like the building. Yeah, like the yeah. design of the inside, outside, everything like that's that's cool design. Yep. Floating candles. Yeah, I worked with someone who was obsessed with those floating candles. Really? Like when this movie so when this movie came out, I saw it because I worked at a cinema and I just I saw everything. Yeah. And one of the people I worked with, she was just out of her tree, like, wouldn't shut up about these fucking floating <laughs> candles. Now, you're actually heading over to the UK pretty soon. Well, yeah, that's why we have to record all these. That's why we're doing this. I'm going to be out of country. Now, are, are you going to Hogwarts? Are you, are you going to go, like, visit any of the set? Dude, Hogwarts is not real. You <laughs> no. can't go there. <laughs> Well, not like, there's no, not there's, like to study. There's, there's no nine and three quarters, whatever it is, train thing. <laughs> Actually, there is. Are you going to go visit platform nine and three quarters? Well, I don't know. I'm only one movie in. Maybe after another seven, I'll be like, yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> Do we assume that this film is set in the year that it's made? Oh, uh, yeah. See, there is some controversy around that because I believe that the book, for some reason, is almost like a period piece. From memory, like, so the book was released in, like, 97, but I feel like it's meant to be set in 91 or something Mm. like that, when you do the math based on his age. Because there's a point in the film where you're like, Hermione, have you not seen Jurassic Park? When, like, there's a big scary thing, and like the sleazy lawyer, your move was to run into the toilet and shut the door (laughs) and be like, hopefully this stops it. What was she thinking? Clearly, I had not seen Jurassic Park. All right, so then it must have been said in 1991. It must, because have. otherwise Hermione, what are you doing? Yeah, well, especially because she's a Muggle. She's not a Muggle. Yeah, she's a Muggle. I thought Muggles were non-magics. Maybe she's a Mudblood. What's a Mudblood? <laughs> All I know is that her parents aren't wizards. I'm I'm fairly certain she's she's a Muggle. I thought that then her parents would be a Muggle, but she would be a a whatever. Well, hang on. We better Google this so we don't get angry messages. Her mind. Like, I haven't even range. seen them or I saw them so long ago I've got no memory of them, but I feel like I even I know that a muggle is a non-magical. Yeah, she's a muggle born. So both her parents are muggles, but she I guess has magic. Yeah, she's muggle born, but yeah. she's not a muggle. But but so what I mean by that is she was raised muggle. So there's no reason she wouldn't have seen Jurassic Park. So Harry's pretty dumb. When he's he's got this cloak of invisibility on, he's holding a lamp out the front of it. Yeah. People can see the lamp, Harry. What are you thinking? I still- I'm not quite sure on, like, the logistics of the invisibility cloak. Like, if you're just standing behind it like a curtain, are you invisible or do you need to be engulfed in it? Well, it certainly didn't trigger until it was wrapped around him, did it? So, does it only work with, like, warm-blooded humans then? Like, if you were to put it around a bookcase, would the bookcase become invisible? Because- like you can see what's behind Harry. Do you get what I'm getting yeah. at? Or can can a muggle trigger it? Yeah, I'm I'm really confused on the logistics of this thing. I won't get too hung up on it. Okay, <laughs> it probably won't come back. <laughs> so so late in the movie, there's this chess game that we have no idea what's happening in. Uh, we the- we just get a bunch of shots yeah. of statues being brutalized, and we're like, we have no context for any of this other than the fact that um, little weasel. He's yelling at pieces that are two metres away. <laughs> well, and you actually can't tell if they're white or black pieces, so you don't even get a sense of who's winning. Yeah, it's it's not that well realised It's chess game. It is probably the worst um, action scene in the film, I'd say. Yeah. I, gotta, I mean, that entire kind of, like, puzzle section, it's almost like a Zelda dungeon from when they get past the sleeping dog. Who set that up? And are we supposed to believe that Quirrell got through that on his own? And was just standing, staring at the mirror for, like, four hours while the kids tried to get through it. Yeah, and then if he had, presumably he had to beat the chess pieces, didn't he? Yeah. So, how were they all back whole when he presumably just went through? I mean, I guess you could- uh, Any plot holes could probably just be argued away by magic. Magic. Just magic did it. Um, So, speaking of the end, when when Harry does catch up with- the the bad professor. Yeah. It just goes full bond villain. <laughs> it's like, oh, Harry's found me. I guess I'll spell <laughs> out everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Voldemort pops up on the back of his head and continues to just explain <laughs> stuff to a kid who he should just kill. Yeah, he really should just kill him right right from the start. Uh, it just that I don't and even like I mean, yes, you should kill him, but then even when Harry has the Philosopher's Stone, then they waste time trying to strangle him. Like, at that point, just grab the stone. That's what you need, isn't it? I'm not sure. I actually couldn't I couldn't tell you what the Philosopher's Stone does. <laughs> like, we just watched it. I don't know what it does. <laughs> I want to say immortality. I thought that was the blood of a unicorn. No, no. Well, yes. <laughs> but, kids, uh, remember, um, Mr. Tomness- told Harry yeah. that the blood of a unicorn will extend your life, but it will also fuck you up somehow. Okay. I forget what bad it does to like you, exercise. But- <laughs> or like eating healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like sure you might live longer, but at what cost? Exactly. <laughs> In general, really good looking film, other than like the the dated CGI. Yeah. It is a great looking film. Yeah, the the chess sequence was was Poorly- I I think you nailed it when you said it was poorly realised. I think that's the best way to describe it. But every other- Why is Ron yelling? They're right there. I mean, why why is Ron in the movie? Why is Ron Why why, why does Ron exist? (laughs) He's just the worst. And, you know, he was like a sex symbol for, like, 11-year-old girls at the time. My younger sister had a pillowcase custom-made with his face on it (laughs) so that she could could sleep with him. him. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get that. The weasel. That. Yeah, <laughs> all about the weasel. <laughs> I love the um the zero checks and balances on handing out points to houses. That is such an arbitrary like, system. Even if it's like it can be your house. Yeah, you're that's like, right. Yeah. Yep. Ten points to you. Yep. Like McGonagall is the head of Gryffindor, and she can just go handing them out like candy to Gryffindor kids. Yes. Yeah, it's such a rot. Yep. Slytherin should be filthy. Yeah, they should. <laughs> They they should have won that. Like that's that's crazy. They should have, like sure they've got this irritating blonde snitch of a kid who we all hate, but they got they were robbed. Yeah, I mean surely there has to be like a cutoff time, you know? Like surely like all points have to be in by C O B Wednesday the twelfth of December or something. Surely, like they can't like you can't just go throw points out after the flags are up already. Yeah, well, that's a dick move, Dumbledore. do have got the flags up. Dumbledore's a cheat, and I hope he yeah. dies. <laughs> I mean, one thing, like, I love the books, obviously, I read them many times, but one thing that J.K. Rowling really, really excels at is character names. You hear the name Draco Malfoy, you know that kid is a douchebag. I don't know. I I hear that and I think, like, a Mortal Kombat figure. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Like, he could be up against Liu Kang. (laughs) I could definitely see him fight. But, like, Severus Snape. That's a great name. Like, there are some great names in this series that just evoke, like, the character that they're trying to portray. Like, you hear the name and you instantly get a sense of what that character is supposed to be. You'd have a tough time growing up with the name Severus. Yeah. No wonder he's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, after watching this one. How are you feeling about going into the rest? Look, that was a kid's film and it was fine. Let's, we'll see how the rest of this goes. The other one that I've seen, I don't know if it's film two or if it's like film four. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is that I'm, I'm hoping that things go on an upward momentum from here. I hope Snape remains as creepy as he is in this one. <laughs> there are so many creeps though. Even oh, yeah, if, like Hagrid comes off as a creep in this first one. There's a lot of there's a lot of lines and looks where it's like in the context of you're talking to an 11 year old, it's like, dude. yeah, th- there are a lot of kind of long lingering looks in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think that adds up to the two and a half hour runtime. It's just like, you could cut out 20 minutes just to people. Just leering (laughs) at 11-year-olds. Shouldn't have done that. (laughs) All right. Shall we crack on with Chamber of Secrets? I've enjoyed number one. Well, let's move on. (laughs) All right. One down. Let's do it. All righty, we're back. We're back. We've just watched Chamber of Secrets, the second one. Number two. Number two. Done. And... Yeah, that's not a good film. (laughs) I mean, that has to be the worst of the eight, right? Well, I don't know. Okay, here's the good news. You know how I said I'd seen two, but I didn't know which two. Yeah, this was the other one. (laughs) That was the other. As soon as there was the flying car, I was like, I've seen this, and it sucks. (laughs) Yeah, this is not a good movie. I think this is even worse than the first one. The first one is a perfectly acceptable kids film. Yes. Yes. And this is the problem, is that this kind of falls into that in-between. Like, I was watching this one going, I don't think I'd be able to show this one to my daughter. This is too grown up already with the, like, the snake and everything. And yet, it's not really an adult's movie either. It's it's in this real weird in between zone here. I mean, then there's scary things and there's also mysteries in there. Like, did they get worse at acting? <laughs> now, you and I got in a little bit of a tiff at one point. We did because I was trying to say that Emma Watson is clearly the worst of the three. I think she's clearly the best of the that three. Makes- she is like, okay, so my whole family's in amateur theatre. I grew up, uh, like, having to see so many amateur stage plays and musicals and stuff, and Emma Watson is just one of those kids. Oh, she's peak theatre kids. She is just amateur theatre through and through. Like, Daniel Radcliffe and- Forgetting his name. What's his name? The Weasel. Yeah, but he has a real name. The Weasel. (laughs) The Weasel. All right. Daniel Radcliffe mostly just looks stunned to be on set. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is yeah. I mean, you know this about me, but I don't believe kids should be in films. I believe that all kids in films should be played by adults with bowl cuts. You think it should be like the opposite of Bugsy Malone? (laughs) And um, this has not changed my mind. Can you imagine at this point in time being Harry Potter? Like, but it can go either way. It was a worldwide phenomenon. It can be great. Or it can just get you beat up in the schoolyard. Oh, he wasn't getting beat up. He was pulling way too much tail to get beat up. I'm I telling you be that. Surprised now. if he was also. I reckon both probably happened. Yeah, maybe sometimes by the same person. <laughs> it's a possibility. Someone he's got a crush on, and they're like, "Whack!" <laughs> ah, but you are rich. Now the thing I'd forgotten most about this movie is the sheer amount of filler. You turned at one point and said, "I don't know why this is happening," and I was like, "You know what? Neither." do I? And that's the problem is that the books, each book is a full year. It's a year at Hogwarts. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens that doesn't kind of add into the main story. But when you're making a film, cut that out. It's not just that there are scenes and sequences, which we could quite honestly do without. Even in scenes, like, it doesn't go as far as, it's not some days of our lives stuff where we just stay on somebody as they gaze off into the distance. But the amount of times within a scene where you could just cut 12 frames here and 12 frames there yeah. and keep the thing just ticking over quicker for a movie. How long was this one? This is the longest one. I was shocked. This was like two hours 45. Shouldn't be. No. Shouldn't be. No. But even like, you know, you think of the iconic Harry Potter stuff. Quidditch. Quidditch. Serves no purpose. There's, None. No, there's no reason for one, yet alone two Quidditch matches it's just like, in this it's film. It's just there as another reason to hate Mal- Malfoy. Yeah. Also, does does any team? I'm really curious to see this as we go through the rest of the movies. Does any team other than Gryffindor ever win a match? I doubt it. Do we ever see anyone but Harry? Shit is rigged. Ramming a fistful of snitch. No. Nah. Um, we get some new stuff in this film which is not surprising given it's film 2. Yes. Right at the beginning um we are introduced to discount Gollum, Dobby <laughs> yeah. the house elf who I mean I hate to break it to Dobby not an elf. <laughs> it's like Is that though because when you think of elves you think you think of uh old mate Legolas so for a start yeah <laughs> just anything that doesn't look like what Dobby is, which is clearly a monster, a gremlin. (laughs) It's like he's like he's an only child. Maybe he was orphaned, and his parents didn't want to break it to him that, mate, you're a gremlin, and so told him he's a house elf. (laughs) And he's like, I don't feel like a house elf. (laughs) I feel like a wretched little monster. I feel like I shouldn't be. (laughs) And like when we meet him, he's he's in Harry's room, and like I mean, within moments, he's punishing himself. Yeah. And Harry's like, what do you think I was here to do? (laughs) Like, my whole life is being locked in this room. (laughs) You know, the weirdest- Stop breaking the mood. (laughs) The (laughs) The weirdest thing about Dobby is that not once does Harry ever ask, where is Dobby from? Dobby is there to, like, give Harry these cryptic messages about someone trying to hurt him. And he's clearly, like, in an abusive home. Harry doesn't give a shit. Not once does he say, what home is this? <laughs> does he not care? Because it turns out that Dobby is in the employ of Jason Isaacs, who is fantastic. Lucius Malfoy. He is- I mean, I mean. okay, we're only in the second film, but he so far is easily the best actor in this thing. I love Jason Isaacs. Like, like I love got, him. You've got some good cast members here. Like, you know, Maggie Smith is rocking about being 100. But it, yeah, Jason Isaac so far is the actual best performance in a Harry Potter film so far. The other performance that I actually loved in this movie was- Kenneth Branagh, yeah. playing like, he's like the Andre Ryu of magic. He's the most well-known person, but he's not actually that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's actually a really funny character. Like, it's it's actually really funny how he has no idea what he's doing. And Bran- Yeah, Bran- Bran is having clearly just a ton of fun with the yeah. role. And it's kind of, does, so in the book, um, what's what's his character's name again? Oh, Jesus <laughs> I thought you were the one that knew stuff about this. <laughs> I, I am, but it's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> All right. Well, when, when we first meet him, he's he's flogging books. Yeah. And the fact that this guy- Oh, Lockhart. I want to say something Lockhart. Okay. <laughs> Captain Flashart? <laughs> the fact that this character is flogging off his book, and it's Kenneth Branagh doing it, who copped endless crap, I would say rightly, for doing an autobiography- <laughs> As a very young man. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know this. You told me that story, but now I want to read that autobiography. I think it's brilliant that both the film and branner just lean into that. That's actually fantastic. <laughs> you know, I, I toyed with writing an autobiography when I was about 25. That was, that was a good call not to. <laughs> I knew you at 25 and it would not have been worth reading. 25? Yeah. I'm thinking back to what we were doing, and it was <laughs> not much. I oh, made. I'd lived a very, very um, outrageous life in the suburbs. <laughs> well, Harry and and the Weasel do then predictably get to Hogwarts after after too much bother, to be honest. Yeah. Um, where they are. What was? What would you have done if that was you? Like, say, say you were the Weasel and I was Harry, because clearly that's the way it would go. You know, I, I'd be Harry. And we got locked out of the platform. Would we? Would we just turn around and just go home? What would you? What would you do? Would you steal the car? If I was Harry's age, yeah, I think I would have just been like catatonic, <laughs> just freaking out. Nothing I mean an like adult. No, nothing would have happened. I just, <laughs> I'd have frozen up. Yeah, I probably would have pulled out my Game Boy and just sat down at the station. Mm, see, I didn't. I we didn't have toys growing up in my family, so. <laughs> Well, then they do get to Hogwarts and they're assaulted by an aggressive tree. Yeah. For, I mean, no reason. Oh, they hurt the tree. Yeah, but- the tree was just defending itself. I mean, that scene. Why is that scene there? Um, As an homage to Jurassic Park. Yeah, we turned to each other and was like, I think I know what Billy's thinking. (laughs) Yeah. It's that we wish Sam Neill was here. (laughs) And then, you know, we go from aggressive tree and then, oh, awesome. Walder Frey's still there. Still being creepy. <laughs> Do you think he's creepier in this role or in Game of Thrones? The, there's the potential that this character is creepier, but we don't know certain- the, He's in a film whose target audience is too young to tell us certain things that we know about Walder Frey. Right. But so, I think if we fill in some blanks, he might be creepier in this. So you're thinking by about film six when it's when it's aimed at, you know, young adults, you're thinking he might be like- I don't, don't want to know. Drinking blood. I don't want to know. <laughs> Drinking blood would be was not as bad as what I was thinking, so let's <laughs> well, go with that. I, I was thinking worse things and I thought i don't I don't really want to say that out loud yeah, yeah. <laughs> um isn't isn't it weird what what things there are spells for like mm. at what point did the the magic community go, we need to be able to make a cup out of an animal, yeah, uh, maybe that's an old caveman thing, like maybe like. Real ancient wizards, like before there were no. But I guess food was I scarce, guess, man. You need to eat the animals. Yeah, and I guess they knew what a cup was. If they can, if they can turn an animal into a cup, they know what a cup is. Weird spell. Yeah, really you're really right. Weird spell. That is really weird. Um, and being taught to them by you know the teachers of Hogwarts, who are just as as this goes by, I'm just more convinced that they're the worst. Yeah, like when they're teaching them how to fight with their wands. They just start going at it and the teachers don't intervene. Oh, the teachers at this school are terrible. Can you imagine the waiver that you'd have to sign as a student? You're right. Like, Hogwarts is probably one of the most dangerous places on Earth. In this film, there's this whole thing about, oh, Hogwarts might be shut down. No shit. (laughs) It probably should be shut down. Long ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The teachers just seem to do absolutely nothing. Like, not only do they not try stop, they're actively egging them on. There's a scene where they're making Harry and Malfoy duel, two students who they know absolutely hate each other. Yeah, why would you pick those two? And at one point, Malfoy is down on the ground. Snape picks him up and throws him back in like, get in there. They're terrible. We also get to revisit the forest of Tolkien ripoffs. In, in the first film there was a ring wraith in there. Yep. That the Centaur scared away. Yep. Now they go back in there and Shelob. Yeah. Giant is there. spider. Yep. I'm looking forward to what's in there next time. <laughs> Hobbits. Maybe there'll be an actual elf, not fucking Dobby. Yeah, maybe Legolas will pop out of the forest. I can't wait to find out what Tolkien ripoff is waiting for. Him. You know, I think the most annoying thing about Dobby is actually his voice. It's, uh, it's on the same level as Jar Jar Binks. And it's at the point, I mean, it's been a while since I've rewatched the Star Wars prequels, because why would you? Unless you're watching the ToFA edit. which <laughs> Doesn't have Jar Jar. <laughs> but I actually struggle to think which one is more annoying out of Dobby and Jar Jar. He's really bad. He's really, really bad. And also making a little bit light of self-harm. Yeah, that, that thing that they call a house elf, clearly not. Like, he would be concussed. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's punishing himself, which is something that, you know, some children with issues actually do. You know, like, they, they brush themselves and hit themselves and stuff, and they're kind of making fun of that here. Once again, once again, um, we get a Bond villain at the end. Harry is up against someone who stops for ten minutes to explain everything. I mean, I feel like, because, okay, who he comes up against is Lord Voldemort, but it is a young Lord Voldemort. And, I mean, the way he explains it, he's a memory who's brought out from the diary. So I actually don't know that he could do anything, can he? Like, can he physically hurt Harry? Can he even touch him? So, I mean, why not just explain everything? And also, does he really explain everything? Well, he's talking for a long time. He is talking for a long time. Like, why would he even tell Harry that he's Voldemort? That is a good point. What was anything he was doing, what was any of it doing, to serve his means. Well, it was serving the audience. It was, yes, it, was, it was. It was letting us know who Lord Voldemort is. He was a kid named Tom Riddle. Possibly a Batman villain. <laughs> yeah, because his middle name is Marvolo. It's what? Tom Marvolo Riddle. Because that's where Voldemort oh, I- comes from. It's an anagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Marvelo wondering- Riddle spells out I am Voldemort, right? Yeah, it's Mar- real. Right? Like Marvelo, it's just weird that that a pe- that a parent would give their child that name. It sounds like the kind of name that a magician would give themselves, like yeah. like Tony Wonder. <laughs> yeah. Well, the weirdest thing about that too is that what Voldemort says is that he's a- he's a mudblood. So he was given that name by muggles. So, what, like, that's even weirder. So, is this why we hate mudbloods? I guess it is. Because the dark one is a mudblood. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm with you, Malfoy. (laughs) That kid, that kid, the script, the film, everything does a fantastic job of making you hate him. He's like Joffrey. He's I mean, the worst. I know that we keep referencing Game of Thrones, but he is literally like Joffrey. You just want to punch him in the face. Yeah. I actually think that of the child actors, he's probably the best. He might be. Yeah. Like, yes, he's an obnoxious little turd, but, but he's that's supposed the point. to be. Yeah. 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 So I think of the child actors, he is definitely the best. He might and be best on ground. As we decided, Emma Watson is quite clearly the worst. Except for the two main boys. It was not. It, it was eating at me. I eventually had to look it up. Who was um wailing? What's wailing's girl's name? Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Who, who? I'm sorry, but do ghosts age? Because she was supposed to be a student at the school. Yeah, which makes sense when you find out that it's Gail from Train Spotting. Yeah, which you know that's a long time ago now. Yeah, how many times had she repeated? At Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's even if ghosts do age, she died 50 years ago. So she'd be older than that. So none of it adds up. No. <laughs> just another weird thing here right at the end of film number two. What's with the hero's welcome that old mate Beatty gets? Oh, yeah. it's. Cr- I mean, they love Hagrid. Hag- Hagrid's like a god. It's like Luke and Han at the end of A New Hope. Yeah. Like, this whole <laughs> chamber just goes sick. Not like they did for Chewy, who didn't even get a medal. Yeah, Racists. that's yeah, that sucks. Poor <laughs> oh, Chewy. Chewy's the best one. Absolutely, he is. He's the only one that I not get a medal. <laughs> Hagrid is like. Not only is he the groundskeeper, he just seems to like get given like heaps of jobs. Like if Hogwarts is the mafia, he's like. He's just the guy that, he's the fixer, you know? Mm. They're like, Hagrid, we need you to take this baby to his aunt and uncle's house. He's like, okay, I'll chuck it on a motorbike. Sure, I was going to do, rake the leaves, but. (laughs) (laughs) I guess these leaves will rake themselves then. Sorry. That was a terrible Hagrid. I was going to say, that's your best impression ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep going then. (laughs) You're a wizard, Harry. (laughs) Should we hear another drinking rule while, you know, because why not? Oh. Why not? All right. This one comes to us from our mates over at Two Views Movies. Let's hear what they've got for us. Hey, Billy and Toph. How's it going, fellas? We hear you're making a run at another movie marathon, and you need some booze to get through it. Yeah, so we're just trying to get you the right amount of liquored up so you can make it through both these movies. So, a drinking game that covers the last two films. And since our rule covers two movies, you take two drinks, courtesy of Two Views Movies. And here's the rule. You take two drinks... Anytime Harry has a vision of Voldemort or a Voldemort flashback. Good luck, fellas. We'll be listening. I haven't seen any Voldemort flashbacks so far, but I'm sure they're coming. He who must not be named. Must really. not be. That's right. I shouldn't have said See? Voldemort. Mate, Shoot. I know my Potter. <laughs> You're all over this. <laughs> all right. Well, Billy, Um. How, how are you rating these first two films? Oh, jeez. It's really hard because you have got to look at the first one through the lens of a kids' film, and I, as a kids' film, I think it—I think it's good, but I do think it's like for a kids' film, it's far too long, way too long, way too long. Like, there's no way my kid would sit through this. So, I don't know. I think I'm giving the first one a six and the second one a f- three. <laughs> I think the first one is a perfectly serviceable kids' film, so five out of ten. Yeah, second one. Yeah, 3. Yeah. Not not good. <laughs> it's not it's not a good film. I guess it, it to them it really didn't matter whether it was good or not. Cash they money. Knew, well, they knew they were making at least five more. Let's uh let's crack on with it. Let's let's get into the third one. <laughs>